You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. Today's episode is all about the sex worker community. With the rise of the number of people joining the sex worker community and non-monogamous singles and couples becoming sex workers, we wanted to provide some insight and help for those who are currently sex workers or who might be considering joining the adult industry. So this month we're doing two bonus episodes and this first bonus episode is all about mental health and sex work. I had the opportunity to interview Leia from Pineapple Support. They're a not-for-profit organization helping online sex workers with their mental health needs. We talk about accessing care, some challenges that sex workers face, and why their model of support is not only accessible but non-judgmental. In the past two years, I've personally noticed a jump in the number of people we follow on social media becoming sex workers and joining the adult industry. We've seen couples outed, children targeted and harassed at school, people doxxed on social media, and content being leaked for free. So even if you're not in the adult industry, I really hope that you find this episode enlightening and that you'll join us on this journey over the next two bonus episodes as we talk about some challenges that sex workers face and how we believe they can seek some support. So today's episode is all about mental health. We also have another bonus episode coming up towards the end of the month where I interview a lawyer who specializes in legal support for the adult industry and sex workers. I'm really excited to share these with you guys, and I really hope that you enjoy. I hope that you would listen to this episode, even if it's not our normal swinging lifestyle content, because so many of us now know people in the adult industry, and this might be useful for them. So sit back, have a listen, as I interview Leia from the Pineapple Support. I hope that you guys enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. I have a very special guest on the line today. I have Leia, who's actually originally from the UK, but is currently based in Ibiza, if I'm not wrong. And Leia is from Pineapple Support. Welcome to the show, Leia. Thank you so much. And you are not wrong. I'm sat in cloudy, grey, slightly drizzly Ibiza at the moment. (laughs) So not the picture perfect uh, postcard view that the world has. Not what I signed up for. Not what you signed up for. (laughs) Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about Pineapple Support today, which is a very, very interesting organization and one that supports the adult industry and sex workers on a global level. I had the opportunity to meet Pineapple Support a number of years ago, actually at the XBiz Awards in Miami and interviewed one of your lovely support people there on the ground. But I really wanted to come to the the founder, the person who dreamt up this amazing support channel, yourself, Leia. So perhaps before we get into the actual episode, what I'd like to talk about is maybe a little bit about you, just if you can give us an overarching kind of layer 101. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I've been associated with the adult industry since I was 18, when I started dancing. Before that, I was in the BDSM community. So there's been a tie to adult for my whole adult life. I, previous to working for Pineapple, working for Pineapple Support before creating Pineapple Support. I was a professional dominatrix and fetish performer 
uh, make movies and um, kind of amateur stuff or clips for sale and, and the little fan sites that were little then, not so little now. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? What else? Sounds like you've lived a lifetime already. Well, yeah, that doesn't include the running fashion stores and everything else in between. So, yeah, the marriage, that was boring. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of everything, but a little bit of everything. We're going to talk about pineapple support. For anyone out there who's listening, maybe who hasn't heard of pineapple support, can you just give us a, a rundown on what it is and what does pineapple support really do? So pineapple support is a nonprofit organization. We are registered in the US, but provide care on a global scale. We are working with anyone in the online adult industry. So anyone who works on cam, porn, fan sites, as long as you've got an online presence, uh, we help by providing mental health resources. And that's anything from one-on-one therapy to 24-7 emotional support service run by volunteers. We have support groups, webinars. We recently ran our first in-person wellness day. So anything anything that was going to help you feel better about yourself mentally, we're all about it. That's really, really, I mean, again, I, I know Pineapple Support because I had the, the opportunity to meet in person. And when I did, I really thought this is a really interesting support service, I guess, for people that may have been mentally health-wise overlooked in in the past. So I, I think it's fantastic. I, I read a little bit about your bio and understand that that you had some things happen in your life, people surrounding you, and that's kind of what... I guess, drove you to create this, this support service. So it's been running running now for a couple of years, if that's correct. been four years now, wow. which is crazy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourth anniversary on April 6th. Wow. Well, congratulations. And um, so, okay, so you, you identified there that it's about an online presence. So my question really is you have therapists that you work with. You mentioned before you've also got volunteers. With your therapists, are those people similar to yourself? Do they all have a background in the adult industry or do they come from varying backgrounds? Can you maybe give us an explanation of, of how these therapists really work or maybe what some of their specialties are? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we work with around 320 therapists at the moment and that's growing consistently. Those therapists are across five continents and I think we have 19 languages spoken between them now, which is absolutely incredible. It means we've got a huge reach to the, you know, the clients that we, can, that we can provide care to. We do have a number of therapists who either were in the adult industry or were sex workers in some way, shape or form. And we have some that are still now working as sex workers alongside being therapists, which is absolutely wonderful. And it really benefits our clients knowing that they're going to someone that actually really on that base ground level understands what it's like to be in the adult industry. The majority of our therapists are from a BDSM background or uh, LGBTQ or sex uh, positive. So they work with um, polyamory and alternative relationships. So it's, it's really for us, if you are positive about the adult industry if you want to support our community, then we're very happy to welcome you as a therapist and provide you with training and be there if, if you have any any queries. I know one of my very good friends who's a director of the organization, Dr. Jenna, when she first started, she would come with multiple questions just about terminology because when you're speaking with a client the last thing the client wants is to be giving you a lesson on what this means and what that means that's not why they're in therapy and that's not why they're coming to pineapple support 
I heard this term used. Can you please just clarify what this means? So when I go into the next session, I understand because there's a lot of camming terms or, you know, onset terms or whatever else. So, so yeah, we're, we're here to help. And if, if, as long as you are open-minded, positive about, about sex work, then, then we're really happy to have you on board. I hadn't thought about that. And you're absolutely right. I mean, even when we seek therapy, if we're seeking therapy in our own relationship, if the therapist maybe doesn't know about the non-monogamous terms and you go in there and like, yeah, you know, I had an MFM or this, that and the other, then you do, you spend a lot of time trying to educate, I guess, that person on how it works. So I hadn't thought about it. It makes a lot of sense. You know, if, if you get a cam model who says to you they were performing and it was a, a joy, for example, you know, jerk off instruction, like not knowing, you know, when the person started talking down to them in a derogatory manner that they didn't appreciate and didn't consent to, you know, you're right. I guess kind of going into the, well, here's what it means would derail the conversation a little bit. So hearing that they are educating themselves on some of these terms is, is um, necessary, but fantastic. You know, I've, I've heard from many performers that just how frustrating it is going to see a therapist and feeling like you've spent the whole of your session that you're paying for educating the therapist. And, you know, on, on one hand, you've got to say, you know, how wonderful that therapist wants to learn and isn't, you know, just dismissing what's being said. But on the other hand, it, that's not why you're in your therapy session. Now, you mentioned actually something there, which I want to touch on. Um, you said you're paying for the therapy session. What is the price of a therapy session with Pineapple Support or how do, how do people access your services? So with Pineapple Support, we work on, I want to say sliding service. It's, it's a co-pay system. When you uh, apply for the one-on-one therapy through the website, you're asked how much you can contribute towards session. And that's the amount that you pay. Because, I mean, there are people that can afford therapy. They just can't find the right therapist. So they come to us. The maximum we will ever ask from anyone is 100, because that's the maximum that we'll ever pay a therapist. They all discount their rates for us. So, yeah, so the, so the client is, I mean, it, it might be $1, might be $5, might be 50 We don't question it. That's what you pay to your therapist each week, and then we pay the rest. It's actually really important that people do contribute if, if they're able. I mean, if you can't afford your therapy at all, then we will cover the whole cost. But it's super important to to pay for your therapy. It's part of therapy. And people don't put a value on something that's free. So people would not turn up for their therapy sessions. Yeah, they just wouldn't put a value on it. So it's it's kind of all part of the, the process of therapy and healing, contributing to your to your own um, to your own journey. Right. So basically what you're trying to accomplish here is accessible healthcare for people. So whether or not, like you said, whether somebody's able to contribute the hundred dollars whether somebody's able to contribute $10, you know, it's accessible for those people depending on their circumstances. And, and I agree with what you're saying in terms of putting in the effort, putting in the work, because you're right. I mean, even as something as simple as, and I don't mean to diminish the value of therapy, but if you look at going to an event, for example, even like a little meet and mingle, or if you, you mentioned before you're in the BDSM realm, like a munch, and you do a free event, probably 30 to 40% of the people who are RSVP aren't going to turn up because they're not really dedicated to that event or that you journey. Know. And I think it's, you know, whereas if it's like a $10 thing, you might go, oh, it's, it's 10 bucks, 10 quids, whatever I'm going to go. So I, I appreciate both the, the necessity of making it accessible, but, you know, having some kind of, I guess, guarantee that you are committed, that you're actually committed to the journey and not just um, going to blow it off. It is you contributing to your own mental health as well, rather than just being given something. And, you know, it, really, it shows commitment, uh, which is, you know, incredibly important when you're, when you're starting to work on your mental health or on your well-being in any way, you know, that be that going to the gym or, or changing your diet or whatever, you have to be consistent and you have to put effort in. And that's all, all, all part of that. It's, it's never going to be 
it's never going to be a quick fix. It's, it's always going to be, a, you know, a lot, it's a long-term journey. You're always improving and working on yourself. And that's how life is and how we evolve as, as people. Yeah, I agree. And, and actually, you know, as people, what would be thinking about some of the people that you are supporting now? What are some of the reasons, maybe the top three reasons that people may seek out pineapple support help? What are you seeing at the moment for why people are coming Since to you? Since COVID, anxiety is number one. Almost every single person that comes to us is suffering with, with anxiety. I think that's just a sign of the times, you know, since everything kicked off in, what was it, February 2020, no one's known what's going to happen next. And it feels like the world's just been on an absolute roller coaster and no one knows when it's, when it's going to end or what's going to happen next, which twist or turn or, or whatever else, you know, the conflict in Russia, Ukraine at the moment. I mean, this is, this is huge for us here and, and in the US where, you know, something as simple as, or something as simple as small, it's not simple or small, gas prices going up. Well, you've got to go and go, you've got to drive to work. You've got to get your kids from school. Yeah. All the, all the basic necessities, everything is going up. The electric is going up. And so now people are, even if they're not directly involved in the conflict or have friends or family involved in the conflict, they're still being affected and not knowing how they're going to be able to afford their, their whatever, their petrol, their travel, their, their, their grocery shop. And then you've got the folks that are yeah, caught up in the conflict, which is just unbelievable in this day and age and not being able to access money, not being able to go online and work. So that's, that's something we're tackling at the moment. But that, but that aside, previous to, to what's been happening the last two weeks, I would say the main, the main reasons people come to us, the main reason people come to us is stigma because the mental health struggles that people have in the adult industry are absolutely no different to anybody else. The, the difference is that they have no one to speak to. And if they do go and speak to someone, the likelihood is they get told that it's because they're in the adult industry. Oh, you're feeling this way because you work in porn. No, it's not. I fucking love my job. I feel like this because I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm a person and, and we all struggle. And what, what absolutely blows my mind and I've heard over and over again is that folks that go to Joe Blog's therapist, the therapist says the same thing to them. And if you imagine yourself as a... As someone who works in the adult industry and you've been maybe ostracized from your family, you keep being, you know, society projects their shame onto you in the form of stigma and abuse. You, if you're feeling like you are less deserving of a person and then you go see a therapist and they confirm this. Yeah, I can imagine that people would be turning up saying things like, you know, I was really abused online during my, my cam session today or I had a one-on-one and I was degraded to the point of feeling bad about myself. And I can imagine the response would just be, well, don't be a sex worker anymore. Go and get a quote-unquote regular job. And um, rather than actually tackling the the very raw feelings about that worthlessness, they just try to put, I guess, a, a Band-Aid over it and just make it an easy fix, yeah? Um, no. Oh, yeah, yes, but no. What I mean is people just going there saying, I'm depressed, I suffer from depression, or I'm anxious because of, of, of whatever, or I'm struggling in my relationship. Not Absolutely nothing to do with the job. Not coming in saying that I was struggling in my, in my camp show or I had a shitty day on set. Saying, my life... I have anxiety. My life, I have this. And actually, maybe when they're on cam or they're on set is the only time that they're feeling free and themselves and happy. And yet the therapist will still relate that external feeling to when they're not at work and relate it to, to, to the job. That's when it gets really messed up. 
Yeah, and I don't see that happening when, um, you know, maybe a lawyer has some anxiety or a, a stay-at-home mum has some anxiety. They don't just say, well, just just quit what you're doing and surround yourself with something else. I mean, generally, that's not how it works, right? Exactly. Or you just wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't relate it to the job. You'd, you'd actually treat the, the mental struggle rather than trying to have someone change their career. And actually leaving the adult industry isn't that easy. It's not something you can just do. I think it's, that's something that a lot of people really need to consider before entering into that industry. I've been working as, as a sex worker in some way, shape or form since I was 18. Luckily, I'm so old. There was not the internet around like today. <laughs> but, you know, and now, and, and again, what people don't seem to understand, because it's not, because it's not there written in, written in big, bold letters. When you upload your content onto a fan site, you don't own that content. The fan site owns that content. So when you choose to leave the platform, so a lot of people that, you know, during COVID maybe went online and just thought, you know what, I'm going to join XYZ fan site because it's going to be a way I can make money from home. Not realizing that now they've got content out there that they've, that they've willingly put online, not reading the small print. They don't own that content anymore. That content can be used again and again and again, as many times as it's wanted. They could have their faith. They could. It's unlikely but they could walk down the street and see their face on a poster for that fan site. You, you actually, you started to talk about something that I, I was actually going to ask you because I think it's um, very serious at the moment and you sort of, you touched on, you know, considering before you join and what are the, some of the, the concerning parts. So I'm going to jump into this question because I think it's really relevant to our conversation, but what are some of the most concerning parts of the adult industry at present? Is there something that you're actively working to fix I know, for example, like perhaps sex workers partnering together with other sex workers without having contracts, like you said, maybe not considering where the content is going to end up, not considering how you might want to exit from this after you've maybe not enjoyed it so much or you've just decided, hey, I've spent X amount of time in there and now I'm ready to leave. Like what are some of those concerning parts that you might want to share? I mean, we, we have partnered with Inspire Program, part of FSC. And they help train new performers and give them all the information they need as they're joining the industry. So I feel like that's a very good partnership for us to education. I'm all about education. So when you make the decision to join the adult industry, make sure you really want to join the adult industry. Don't just do it because you fancy making a bit of extra cash. If you love sex, if you love uh, being an exhibitionist, if, if if you're happy with all of your friends and family finding out, join the adult industry. If you're not happy with people finding out, really, really think about it because it's incredibly hard to keep it 100% anonymous. Someone will always find out. It might take years, but someone will find you. And, and again, bear in mind that when you upload that content, if you decide to take it down, that doesn't remove it from the internet because it's more than likely that someone's bought a recording, taken a screenshot, or it's owned by the, the platform, which when you, when you take it off the platform, it comes off the platform, but they technically do have the right to use it again. You know, you, you might pop into the adult industry thinking I'm just going to do it for a year or two years, but it's, the, the internet is forever. Um, it's always, that, it's always, always going to be up there. Uh, when it comes to contracts with other performers, because of the new Visa Massacre regulations that have come into place, you will have a, you must have a contract of every single person that is on that camera on the screen with you. So I guess we just read, read the contract and make sure you understand it, understand who owns the content. If you're recording with somebody else, if, if it's you, if it's both of you, if it's them. And some people will put in the contract that they're only going to put it on certain platforms, but very, very few. And again, you can't control that because 
they may only put it on a couple of platforms, but it could, those platforms could be partnered with other platforms. So it could end up elsewhere while still being within legal remit. Right. Yeah. And and I mean, you've spoken a lot about maybe some of the ways that people might enter. And and I know that an example of this is OnlyFans blew up during the early stages of COVID. I remember seeing an article posted where there was some 525,000 users registered within a 24-hour period on OnlyFans. Thinking about that, have you, in supporting people that are in the sex worker industry, have you noticed any trends over the last two years in particular, aside from anxiety um, from people joining because of COVID and everything that's surrounding us in the world, but any other trends from people that are maybe new to the platforms or have just started and, and then realize maybe they've gotten in too deep or something like that? I mean, we don't get that type of detailed information from the therapist because it's all highly confidential, but we have seen a huge upturn in the number of people applying for therapy who have only been in the industry for a few months. In order to qualify for therapy through Pineapple, you must have been in the adult industry for a minimum of six months. It's basically is to stop people opening accounts and coming for free therapy. But we've seen we've seen a huge, a huge upturn in, in the amount of folks that are coming for, for therapy who have only just just entered in. Whether that's because of the industry or because because of the the state of the world. I mean, at the beginning of 2020, we were having around 30 people applying for therapy each month with us. And now we are receiving around 200 requests a month. Jeez. Okay. I think there's there's also testament to the fact that you, you're out there helping people. And I, I know that you do a lot of outreach. Um, like I said, I met at XBiz. Um, so I think that it's probably a combination as well of the fact that people are now realizing holy hell, there's this whole society and community available for me to to go and receive support from that's not, you know, maybe your standard, like I said before, um, run-of-the-mill, maybe therapist that's out there as well. So that's a that's a massive increase and um, I'm really glad that you guys are out there helping those people. It's, it's, I, I feel relieved, honoured and humbled that we were in a position that we launched when we did because the fact that we launched in 2015 meant that by the time – 2015 2018 sorry uh, by the time covid happened we were stable enough to be able to deal with the influx of therapy requests uh, we were known enough by the large companies within adult that when we reached out to them and said look this is it's kicking off we need your money they responded and they gave us that money that we you know to in, in order to make sure that no one's left waiting because that's the concern when someone you know, said, well, you could have a waiting list. You could do, how do you prioritize people? Because that person who sounds like they're okay might actually be the one that's on the edge. So it's, yeah, as I said, I feel, I feel very, very fortunate that we, we've not had to do that you know, on, on many an occasion. I mean, it's also, I would imagine, a, a lot of weight on your shoulders as well, sitting at the top, you know, somebody who's created this amazing support stream to then have this influx and think, geez, if I didn't have if I didn't have the support of my sponsors, if I didn't have this number of therapists, you know, you mentioned you have 320 therapists, 19 languages. I imagine there's a, there's a fair bit of weight on your shoulders as well because you do want to help people and make sure that they're receiving quick care and relevant care. So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine. Yes, as quick care, relevant care, and as care to as many people as possible across as many countries uh, that, you know, it's, it's really to we what we really wanted to expand just before COVID. The plan was to expand heavily into uh, Australia, but then when when COVID hit, it was like we we just can't we can't work with that kind of promotion and 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 push the therapy in another country. 
to to that kind of point when when there were so many people on this on this side of the globe that already knew about us that were reaching out. Uh, so everything's kind of being put on hold in that in that way. Saying that if, if anyone is in Australia and they need support, it is available. We just didn't. We just decided to hold back on promoting it heavily. If that makes uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely it does. And I mean, speaking about the people that might seek your care, and, and obviously there's details that I don't expect you to or wouldn't expect you to go into, but what I'm trying to do here is really normalise people seeking care. So who are these people? Are they, how do they identify? Are they female? Are they male? Like, are they trans? How, how are these people identifying? What do they look like? Are they an average 30-year-old? Are they a 60-year-old? You know, um, what, what do these people look like? So they are on average in their mid-30s. We did have a lady who was in her 80s apply for therapy through us. Damn. I was like, go girl. I know. Keep making that money. Keep working it, man. (laughs) We do have a lot more women coming for therapy. I think a lot of it is, uh, I mean, it's down to culture, isn't it? You know, women feel more comfortable talking about their emotions which is something that we're really trying to trying to work towards changing. We we've created a diversity committee now, which it's impossible to know how anyone else feels. And if you don't know how somebody else feels, how can you provide the correct care for them? So we've started a diversity committee to really make sure that we're accessible across the board. But, but the amount of the amount of men coming to us has uh, gone up from something like 15% to 20 something percent. So it's good. It's growing. And the amount of trans and non-binary folks that are coming to us has increased as well. That's increasing slowly. It's, again, something that we're really, really focusing on for this year is becoming inclusive and making sure that we have the correct resources for for every community. Yeah, we we did a mental health survey a while back. We're going to do another one soon. When, When we took the results from the mental health survey and compared them to the national average in the US, everything was pretty similar. Uh, okay. anxiety, depression, because yep. I was, I was expecting sexual trauma to, to have a higher, higher rate. Perhaps. Exactly. And it, mm. it was higher, but about by 2%, 3%. So right. I thought that was, um, that was great. And then you've got, you know, depending on the, on the location, there are different struggles, you know, in, in Nevada, we see a lot of, um, substance abuse, but that's exactly what you would expect in Nevada. It's a party town. So I think depending on where people are living as well, uh, depends on on the struggles that they have. Right. So basically, what we're saying is, regular, normal people, your next door neighbour who also just happens to be in the adult industry. That's it. These are the people that are accessing care. Okay. Well, I, look, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I've got two more questions for you. And um, I always like to ask, like, what's your gold star piece of advice? So, if you were going to be giving me some advice today, I want to join the adult industry. What kind of advice might you give me? Make sure you are educated on the platforms that you're going to use. Make sure you read your contracts properly. Make sure you take time for self-care because everyone that comes... Preach, preach, self-care, self-care, yes. You're working for yourself and you're not just working for yourself behind a computer. You're giving your mind, your body, your soul on a daily basis. Take time away from social media. (laughs) Meditate. Um, Drink lots of water. But that's good. That's for everybody. Hydrate and and put sunscreen on if you're going out in the sun. Those are my two two big things that I'm harping on people constantly. (laughs) 
but yeah I, if you if you want to get in the adult industry and you're doing it for the right reasons absolutely it's the best community of people there are I mean I, I have not met a more wonderful welcoming friendly group they're just yeah they're family the adult industry is a family Perfect. I love that. And my my last my last little question for you before we head out, I noticed that apparently you like to rescue animals and you've got animals around you. So my, my question is, what animals have you rescued recently? Do you have any at the present time? What's happening with you over there? I have four dogs and two cats, which were all rescues. The last one was rescued about two years ago. I think I just, I've, I've turned to rescuing men now. <laughs> 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 no. Um, no, there haven't been any recently, and I've, I've I've put a cap on four dogs and two cats. <laughs> so four four dogs, two cats. I actually saw a funny a funny video clip the other day, and um, you know how people joke around and ask parents, you know, what their favourite child is, and somebody asked this parent, "What's your favourite child?" and "No, what's your favourite um, dog?" and the person responded with, "Fuck, I'd rather give you my favourite child. Like I can't choose between my dogs, you know." <laughs> And I thought relevant, relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, they're all so different. It's, it's, it's incredible. Or, you know, you imagine four dogs that have grown up in the same environment to have the same personality, but they're all, they're all very unique. <laughs> well, thank you very much for giving the, the four dogs and two cats a new home. Very much appreciate that. And But thank you today for taking your time, Leia, to, to join us. So if everybody out there is listening and if you are either in the adult industry, if you're thinking about getting in the adult industry, as we said before, six months in, or if you need some help or just really want to offer your support of Pineapple Support, the show notes will contain the pineapplesupport.org website. Please do go and check it out. So it's 24-7 online, emotional support, as well as we mentioned before, free and subsidised professional therapy to performers. So please do jump on, check them out. Leah, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Kate. It's been fantastic.